last time on The Investigators. Three figures, each minding their own business. Earlier that day, they had all received a letter. Althea is sitting in the middle of both Vane and Sacria. As you guys enter, you see a man. Uh, he's in a sharp silver suit. And as he turns to you all, he says, Fuck. You all must be the new recruits. So we're going to open this door and you guys are going to go in and you're going to do your training or trials. And uh, depending on how well you do, we're going to figure out what we can uh, get you guys. Unfortunately, not all of you passed. Vayan, your skills were formidable in the first two trials. However, most important trial, the third one, you failed. Welcome to the Investigators. Adventure awaits our new friends. What stories will they tell? What journeys will they go on? Let's find out in this episode of The Investigators. We pick up where we left off last time, as Chief Warren is congratulating uh, Althea and Sacria on their passing of the trials, as well as swearing their sacred oaths to the investigators. You see then this figure, a half-elf. Edith, would you please describe yourself? Edith is a... um kind-hearted and bubbly half-elf. She has blonde, curly, she has blonde, curly, chin-length bob that sweeps to the right. She's 5'11". She's Caucasian. She has green eyes. She weighs 127 pounds and is 19 years old. She also is missing her right arm, her left leg, and has a bunch of scars, a bunch of, like, sort of birthmarks, sort of burns all over her body and face. Chief Warren then says, Everyone, this is your new team member. Edith, Edith, these are also your new members of Team 7. You all will be working together from here on out. So, he points to Sacria and says, Be nice. I have a lot to do. There are a lot of investigations and different things. The Hunter's Guild is very packed right now and in need of dealing with these situations. So I have to send out a lot of our teams. So be on the lookout. You all most likely will be sent out within the next couple of weeks. Take time to adjust. Get used to this whole area. Felt will be back soon. Just get situated with each other. I will see you all later. And he turns around and leaves. 
leaving you three in the room alone. And Althea turns to Edith, covered in blood from slaying her foe. Hi, nice to meet you. Edith returns the cheery disposition. Hi, um, seem to have gotten in a bit of trouble there. Oh, it's nothing. And then she just, uh, just wipes off all the blood from her arms and her face, and she puts her spiritual weapon away. And yes, um, this is, uh, this is Sacria. Hi, it's a pleasure to meet you. Fuck off. Uh, she's a very she sounds fun she's a delight I, I just really just love her energy and yeah <laughs> i can't wait to get to know you all sacred flips both of them off yeah, love she- you too <laughs> i don't even know you <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh yeah um we're kind of new here do you do you have any advice or just any procedural stuff i mean like there's nothing that i really can say you just kind of do <laughs> <laughs> we just exist at that moment felt pops in and says yeah um yeah we all just kind of uh wait around for a mission you know how it i do yeah you do y- yes uh if you don't mind me asking i know this can be a traumatic thing but what happened to the original team seven so imagine like a big rock and a bunch of ants but the ants are people, and the rocks are big rocks. <laughs> that, is, that is the best description of a, a mass murder that big I have ever heard. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, Do you think it was uh, quick? Well, the rock was fr- pretty fast. It came down quickly, so I would hope so. Did something push the rock? I really couldn't see. It was quite dark. And then when I turned on the light, I was like, oh, rock and blood. Ah, yes. It, uh, was, it wasn't a good day. Uh, it, it, was, it was pretty bad. Um, a lot of people sent out to clean up. Oh. Um, yeah, we, we try not to talk about it because that was probably the biggest wipeout of a team. That has happened here in a while. I'm so New sorry. record. Yeah. Oh felt felt goes over to Edith and just like gives a big hug. It's like starts kind of crying. It's like it was it was so rough on all of us. It's okay, little one. I'm older than you. It's and it okay, was not little your team, one. And you're still crying. Well, Wait, I'm co- I'm the you know I'm the vice president here. I take care of. Everyone, and, like, I get to know everyone, so when, like, six people got killed by a very fast rock, you know, <laughs> lots of blood. It's okay, little one. What, what were you even doing? Oh, no, again, we don't, we try not to talk about it. Um, let's, can I just... I'll ask you later. Can we move on from the sob stories? I, I, sob stories are really, really good. Really hit me in the heart. Shut it, my chemical romance. Right. She's grieving. Fuck you. <laughs> and go listen. Go listen in your room. That we don't even know where it is. Um, <laughs> she she wipes her eyes and says, "Um, all right. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna show you guys. You you know the way. Um, uh, but uh, I'm gonna show you all to your rooms. Uh, it's kind of it's a dorm. It's kind of like there's a big painted seven, and you have like 
You have washrooms, you have bedrooms, there's bunk it's beds. Like I call the top bunk. I call the bottom. I mean you've oh. been you have seniority, so you yeah. I um, call the bunk that's farthest away from you too. Edith just starts fist pumping and like <laughs> psyching herself up. Yeah. Continuing down this hallway, uh, or taking some shortcuts and just diff- down different hallways of this metal basement area, it eventually opens up to an elevator, which she takes you guys to, uh, there's like 600 buttons on the elevator, and she presses one near the top right, as she says, all right, the, we're gonna, it's gonna take like five minutes to get up there, there's big room, um, but once we're there, you guys can situate yourself. Um, you guys are free to roam around. You're allowed to go into the city. Uh, oh, here. And she pulls out of a satchel three or two metal bracelets, which you recognize as the one Michael used to open the metal doors, which Sacria slammed her head against. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, bonk. You also see one of those as well on Edith, but she hands these two, uh, the two metal ones to Sacria and Althea. Thank you. Uh, she says, the, this this is your access. This is how you get in and you can access all the different uh, vending machines or materials or office supplies. <gasps> vending machines? Yeah, we got a last snack. <gasps> we have the fruity tooties. Those, mm, love them. Burst in your mouth. Fruity tooties. Um, that, that's how you get access. It's engraved with your level of access. So, you know, if you rise in the ranks, you Edith, guys get we're going to use your badge higher. to get where we're not supposed to. Oh, Edith has the same access as you oh, guys. Sorry. So basically, mm-hmm. they're friendship bracelets. Uh, are you, are you going to not wear it if I say yes? What do you think? Uh, they're not friendship, friendship bracelets then. Uh, they're... Like business, like you know, badges. They're like that. It also has your ID on it, just saying you're part of the investigation. Sacred is just glaring. At do, do you want me to say they're friendship bracelets? I don't know. Do I? I don't know. Yes. Do you want friends for once? No. Okay, they're not. I'm getting really confused vibes here. You better be. Okay. Edith goes over to Felt. It's okay, little one. Edith, you do that one more time, I'm gonna kick your knees in. Fight, fight. I'll fight you. No balls. You won't do it. Okay, Don't have okay. balls. I'm a girl. Okay, exactly. Okay, my point. okay. We have three more minutes. Fuck off. Okay. But I, I actually have a, I have a, a very important, serious question. Yeah. What's up? So, if one was to hypothetically mm-hmm. press every button on this elevator, that would be hell for everyone. We have a system in place, though. So that doesn't happen. But what if, what if one was to hypothetically take off the buttons and switch around which button where it was which? Well, uh, the buttons don't decide what level it is. What if one was to hypothetically okay. remove the buttons? <laughs> okay. Uh, you'd have to, like, stick your finger in the socket. But Edith, if you Bad. do that again, we're going to have problems. I was thinking but the same thing. But it's fun. Uh, yeah. You know what? Let's I just see get what to your dorms I'm so that migraine. you all can go explore or check out. Uh, 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 you know what? I, I, I forgot I was gift giving. And she pulls out three stones. Edith, this is your new communication, so you're going to have to use these ones. These are called stones of far speech. This is how all three of you guys are going to stay connected and can communicate a good distance. It's... 
fantasy walkie-talkies. But uh, here, you guys go and hands each one of you. Thank you. And Edith, this one is how you get a hold of Chief Warren. I'm giving it to you because you're the senior here. It only works once per day, so you can't spam call him, and it's only for emergencies. However, if you guys are on a mission, it is changed to you can communicate whenever. As the most mature one in the group, I will take this responsibility. Didn't you just say that you wanted to take the buttons off of the elevator? She Anyways, got there. Next, next question. <laughs> but I, I guess I don't need the. I guess I don't need this other stone from my last team. Yeah, it's just. That. Yeah, it's just sad. We can talk to their corpses. No, I would no, like that very they're, much. They're buried, uh, and at that moment, the door dings as you've reached the level. As you walk out, you see it's a very long hallway, about twenty doors on each side, and each one has a letter. Or, no, not a letter, a number. All right. Uh, brain fart. The letter um, five. Yeah, the letter, <laughs> the letter seven. Letter. Uh, as you guys go down, you it's like a it's like a hotel. You know how they have those? And they each one, you know. As you reach door number seven, which she unlocks and gives you all another key so you can access it. As you open the door, it's strange. It's like this place where the building, not too big huge on the inside you open the door and it must have some sort of trans-dimensional magic because it is much bigger on the inside it's like a whole hotel just in here as you see carpets lining to a almost like a a receptionist desks which lead to beyond uh, to another room where there's a pool and a vending machine and as well as you open another door and there's a bunch of bedrooms, some bunk beds. And Felt says, uh, each of the rooms can change or build upon whatever your desires are. But you guys can decide with that key, once per day, you guys can say, mm, I want to change this. And anything can change. So you guys can basically build your own house. But again, we can contact you as much as we want through that stone, as uh, points to the the stone uh, that can contact Chief Warren. Uh, but you guys can only contact once a day with that. Um, if we have a mission, we will contact you with that. If you guys are going to like leave the country or leave the city, let someone know so that we will know where you are if you are not on a mission, that is. Besides that, Chief Warren probably said that we're going to contact you guys, which is most likely true. We'll probably send someone to get a hold of you guys. However, in the meantime, you are free to do what you would like. Athea runs straight to her room and starts customizing it and throws just an indescribable amount of plants everywhere. She (laughs) (laughs) she is a plant nerd. She grows so many succulents and she literally puts a forest into her room and like a little spot where she sleeps. As you're doing that, the plants... They seem fake. It, it doesn't seem that the rooms can create living matter. I'll say a Christ. But it's very good replicants of what it is. Um, but before you leave, Felt says, Ah, yes, Um, I have one last thing for you guys. Unfortunately, uh, Edith, you're not going to get one of these, but Althea and Sacria, you guys are. And she pulls out two golden tickets. As she says, This 
is to a shop in the city called Harun Cask. Um, they work very close with the Hunter's Guild, and so uh, his store gives perks, one of which is a free spin at Harun's Cask's wheel. I, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, it's, been, it's been a while since I personally have been there, but each newbie, as well as when you finish a mission, you get a ticket to spin the wheel. So if you guys want, during that time, you can go and you get a random item or some something that can help you along your journeys. It's just something that we are beneficiaries to them. We pay for a lot of stuff. So in return, the m- help us with magic items and such, with adventures and such, uh, he gives us these tickets. So here you go and hands eat one to each of you. Thank you. All right, that's it. Sorry. Uh, I will see you all later. Have a great time. Uh, if you need me, you'll probably know where to find me. I'm everywhere as she goes out the door. Now we're going to shift into kind of an individual time piece where each of you guys is going to get your own time slot to do something during this undecided period of time that you have. All right, so what are we thinking? Are we thinking of room dibs? Anything, wanna go exploring? I'm thinking you guys stay the fuck away from me and I stay the fuck away from you. Well, um, it's sort of a small small cottage aesthetic, just a simple bed, simple table and chair, some candles, a fire, and um, just a small forge. All right. You set your room aside and you create all of that. Is there anything Sacria does with her uh, area or anything else to the place? Well, she makes sure that her room is far away from the others. Because she just doesn't want to be around them. The hall stretches longer, mm-hmm. as you imagine. As, as much you're space as through. possible, man. Um, and you know she doesn't have that much stuff. Um, she just has a bed and bookshelf. That's kind of it, man. All right. With that, as you're imagining it, <laughs> it, how long would you like it to take between walking from your room? A solid ten minutes. All would, right. Would be would suffice. So. Through magical means, the hallway stretches that it takes 10 minutes, both for you to walk there and walk back. Althea just goes to the vending machine and puts in a crisp copper coin and hits the button and gets a Snickers bar and starts Fantasy Snickers bar. Fantasy Snickers bar. Uh, A chocolate bar with caramel and peanuts. Mm -hmm. Very good. Not Snickers. Don't sue us. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta make sure that copyright. (laughs) It's not a Snicker. It's a giggler. It's a giggler. Giggler. It's a giggler. She grabs a giggler and just starts eating it. Fantasy (laughs) giggler. She sits on the couch and is just eating it while reading a book. Oh, we we create candy branding. A giggler. (laughs) Um, By the way, when you put the coin in, after you press the button and the candy comes out, the coin comes out as well. (gasps) Free candy. And I'll say it just. <laughs> She's do you, very do you just keep moment. going? Yep, she just gets a bunch of giggler bars. The candy empties. It doesn't. It's not. It doesn't seem to be infinite. Okay, she puts some of them back. She just like stuffs them back in the machine so that she she has more for later, and then she just goes back under the couch and starts reading her book again. All right, um, and with that, the first day will pass. Althea gets ready, and she comes out. She's refreshed, and she thinks, hmm, maybe we should cash in those tickets, and she goes to walk to Sacred's room. 
10 minutes later, you hear a knocking on the door. Who is it? Hi. Um, are you ready? For what? Uh, I was thinking that we could go and cash in our tickets. So you want us to go together? Do you want to go at a separate time? I would rather that. Okay, bye. All right. So you all, you staying in your room, you head out 10 minutes later. Finally walk out, wipe your forehead from the sweat. Just walking back and forth, 20-minute trip total. <laughs> um, you make it down the stairs and you go out into the city. After asking around a little bit, you find Harun Cask. It is this small old shop that uh, this, this weathered wood and a sign in the front that says Harun Cask. As you go in, you find a a little a, a small little area with shelves with potions items in display cases there's all sorts of different things it, it definitely seems like a magical weapon item selling shop uh, but the big thing is at the back wall there is about a 20 foot high and wide wheel uh like one of those you'd see at a fair that has those velcro triangles that like stick to it and you can like rip them off hopefully you understand what i mean it's just multicolored, and there's a older uh half orc sitting at the desk right in front of it uh hello Ugh, he yawns as he looks up and says oh um what what can i do for you young lady uh, hello. Uh, I come from the Hunter's Guild. <laughs> My name's Althea. And I recently got a ticket to spin your wheel. Show me show me your band and your uh, your ticket. She shows him her band and her ticket and hands it to him. She insp- he, uh, he inspects your wrist and says, uh, with looks over it, kind of waves his fingers, says, or it checks out, takes the ticket, puts it under and says, all right. Just go ahead and spin it. <clears throat> All right. One, two, three. I would like you to roll a D10 for me. Four. Four. Yes. All right. As it spins, it eventually comes to a stop on a blue triangle piece, which he takes off. doesn't seem like there's fantasy Velcro or Velcro in general, but it just seems to come off as he reaches in to the triangle, almost like a bag of holding, as he pulls out another bag. As he goes over to his uh, ledger, which you see, or he pulls out this big ledger, and he says, Let me see what we've got here. Uh, well, this is interesting. Oh, yes. This, this is a bag of jelly beans. Inside of this bag, you will find nine jelly beans. Each have different effects when taken. I myself do not know, but uh, some of the effects could be fantastical to magical to just a jelly bean. I have magic beans! And she grabs the bag and she runs back to the hunter's guild. Oh, but <laughs> as she opens the door and runs out, she quickly slows down, runs back and says, Thank you! Closes the door. You're welcome. And <laughs> runs back to the hunter's guild, to our room, to tell the others. By the time she gets back, uh, Saker is on her way to go to the place. So as as this is happening, you two run into each other. Huh! 
What are you doing here? I got magic beans. You want to see? No. Okay. And then she runs into the room to go talk to Edith. Continuing with Sacria, you make it to the same description, same old store, as you find the old half-orc and the big wheel behind him. As the you enter the building, uh, the doorbell jingles as he turns up and says, Ah, another customer this early in the morning. What yeah. can I do for you? Yeah, can we make this quick? I have a ticket here. Another one. Hmm. Seems the investigators and Hunter's Guild are really upping their ante with recruitment. Okay, yeah, whatever. Can I just spin the wheel now? All right, spin the wheel. Six. Uh, as you finish spinning the wheel, it lands on a brown triangle. As he pulls it off, reaches in, pulls out an old leather tome. As on the front, it says book, but with an E at the end. Yo, can y'all not spell or... <laughs> uh, I didn't... I well, I guess I did French. make this. Uh, I don't know what this is. Let me... And he pulls out his ledger and flips through and says, Oh, all right. Um, This is the book of misspells. The book of what? Misspells. Okay. Basically... The words written in it, you know wizards, they have these tomes. They write their spells in to remember it. This book was made by a wizard who couldn't spell for shit. So the spells are a little weird. You can use this to cast spells. It's it's like a scroll if, you don't, if you're not a wizard. Um, you use the spell and it burns up. Why would I ever need this? Uh, you spun the wheel. Because I thought I'd get something good. I'm sorry. Would you? Do you want to trade it in for money? Do you, do you want this? I just want to go home. I'll take the book. All righty. Have a very terrible day. I appreciate it. Now get out of my shop. Gladly. I can't wait to not see you for another month. Me neither. You leave. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you leave. Uh, <laughs> like, while flicking him off. All right. <laughs> The, the and you leave just feels like it's like she froze in place and just like <laughs> clipped through the wall. She floats away. Yeah. <laughs> like backwards while she's like flipping mm. off. You face through the wall. <laughs> um. Just really slowly. Just And it's like super slow to the point where they're just like staring at each other uncomfortably. He's, he's, he, at that point where you're like right near the door. He's like, get the fuck out of here. And he flips you off too. Bite and me. And with that, you leave. And uh, Edith, what are you doing so in this Edith, day? Um, she's been kind of like just in her room going absolutely ham with that forge. So Edith, of course, locking herself in the room all day just to tinker around with this room trying to find out how it really works. She also goes to town on that forge, creating for herself a bag of holding and also infusing her armor with armor of magical strength. And um, she also takes her bracelet and attempts to sort of attach it to her armor on her right arm. Yes, you uh, easily weld it together or you more specifically uh, work with the artificers who made it to infuse it into your armor but we now flash back to months ago when you first joined the investigators and 
you too got your ticket as you are walking in the door of Harun Cask. Um, hello? Is anyone in here? Ah, uh, are you part of the uh, Hunter's Guild? Ah, uh, yes, I'm actually a new member. I was uh. sent here to redeem this ticket. I see. Here, hand it to me. She like just walks over and hands it over to him. Uh, let me see your armband. Um, here. Nice metal working. As he admires your armor and your uh your new hands that you recently, with the metal given to you by the Hunters Guild, specifically the investigators, has allowed you to forge these new parts. Thanks, Wanit. She takes off the arm and <laughs> hands it over to Ah, uh, I wouldn't mind, actually. It's quite fascinating. As he goes to reach for it, she grabs it and attaches it back on. Ah, uh, you were joking. Understood. Anyways, uh, go ahead. You can spin the wheel. All right. So Edith kind of grabs on it tight. She prepares herself and then gives it a... Ba- even, a barely spin. Even with that bare spin... It seems there's some sort of magical enchantment that allows it to con- at least do one rotation. As you, eh, it builds momentum and spins three times and then slowly lands on a tan-colored triangle. As it rips off, uh, go ahead and roll a d10 for me. Nine. All right. As he reaches in, he pulls out a rope. As he says, oh, I don't even need to look at my ledger. This is called the rope of climbing. As he hands it to you and says, take care of it. Uh, it is kind of like a almost sentient rope, but it, it'll come in handy most definitely. So you're telling me I can climb this rope? Yes, easily, actually. It's meant for climbing. It's a, re- it's a really good rope. It's a nice, strong Sexy rope. Look at that silk. Mm, I love my handiwork. You can appreciate the time that went into making this. She she goes around examining every inch of this rope and then kind of puts it away and starts examining the wheel. Just kind of looking around at it. You only get one spin unless you want to pay like, what did I set? Uh, 10,000 gold pieces. What if I hypothetically made it spin? Well, I wouldn't. Only I can like reach into the pocket dimension, so I'm not going to get you another item. She just kind of lightly taps it with a hammer, and then <laughs> it begins spinning, and he's just shaking his head looking at you. She, she looks at it in delight. I'm going to have to ask you to leave now. Edith is like, yeah. Unless you want to buy one of the magical items that's not in the wheel. As I've stated previously, there are multiple magic items all across. So, um, I guess Edith, being her curious type, would actually look around and examine all the magical items in the shop, or at least some. You find all sorts of knickknacks, swords. uh, You recognize a flame brand, or or is it an ice brand? Flame tongue and an ice brand in there. You see potions and just all sorts of armors, and it's very well crafted. The price tags on all of them are up. She kind of like glares at the potions is like, did a professional make these potions? I made those potions. But are you good at making potions? You want to buy one and find <laughs> out. It I sounded like a statement, not a question. <laughs> <laughs> she she kind of like um puts it down and chuckles to herself. I tend not to dabble in alchemy. 
Yep, I've blown up a couple fingers. And he pulls out, uh, he, he lifts up his hand and you can see a couple metal fingers uh, that are fused at the parts that were ripped off, unlike your arm and legs, which are detachable. She kind of just looks at it and is like, hmm, An- another failure in the alchemi- alchemic arts. Well, I'll be going off now. Thank you so much for the help. No problem. Come back any time if you need any tips as well from one craftsman to another. I would love to. And with that, we come back to today as you've gotten many tips from him and just with crafting and you finish your bag of holding and as well as enchantment of a set of armor. She then um take, takes the bag of holding, kind of examines her handiwork, and then just kind of takes... She takes a... um single crossbow bolt and just kind of drops it in as a test roll a d20 for me 16 seems to be working seems to be stable she like slowly reaches in and tries to pull it out roll a d20 15 you are able to pull it out it seems your creation of the bag of holding is a success she um hooks it onto her belt just kind of stands around proud being like i did it (laughs) As we transition, the next day comes. What are Althea, Sacria, and Edith doing for this next day? Is there, or I should say, is there anything else you guys would like to do? Um, Althea wakes up again. <laughs> she's very energetic. She's excited about the magic items that she's gotten, and she gets ready. She says hi to her fa- her fake plants that look very realistic. And then she opens the door and goes to find everyone because she wants to have a day of recreation as a bonding experience, sort of. All right, so you find everyone. Ten minutes, knock on the door. Sacria, what do you want? Um, I was wondering if you'd like to hang out with me and Edith. And why would I ever want to do that? Because it would be fun. Define your definition of fun uh not being alone and grumpy well i'm quite offended that actually is my idea of fun oh well too bad you're coming with me and then she just grabs her arm and pulls her out and we walk <laughs> over t- we walk over t- <laughs> we walk back you to forcefully the drag her <laughs> hey, yeah, do you, are you fighting the entire 10 minutes yes <laughs> Althea drags her out, and then she holds up her key, and a bright light forms as the hallway shrinks back to normal size, and they walk into the living room. What are you doing? I am making it easier for us to walk. I already get enough exercise. I don't need enough exercise. The whole point is so that it's harder for you to get to my room, so that you don't want to. Well, you see, I want to be friends with you. Well, I don't. It doesn't seem very consensual to me. Who? Cares. I, I was like, <laughs> I saw that coming and I was just, <laughs> you fell away. Uh, I will admit, Edith, you're you hearing all of this. E- well, I guess Edith currently is just, she's just laying in her bed. She has her armor kind of like beside it, sort of hanging up. And she's just kind of laying back in, in that bed and just enjoying the scenery of her room. Edith? Yes? Hello, would you like to hang out? Okay. Okay. <laughs> she quickly she quickly grabs her arm, armor, dons it, of course, replicating her leg, her left leg and right arm, 
and then opens the door and goes out. All right. Why don't we go out for a night on the town? Maybe look at the other shops, find some food, just get to know everybody around us. I'd rather gouge my eyes out. Thank you. Edith, she, her eyes light up and she's like, girls night? Girls night? No. Okay. And then she <laughs> grabs Sigurd's hand again and then just throws her into her room to get ready. The whole time Sigurd's just fighting her. Edith pulls out her rope of climbing and wraps it around Sacra. I will bite you. Bite the rope. Yeah, you're, you're, and I bind her by like the arms to the chest. <laughs> and right. this feels like inappropriate. Um, if you want to try and break out, make a acrobatics or athletics check. One. Natural one. Natural one. Shut up. Shut up. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Edith, make a just straight dex check. Fourteen. <laughs> Nineteen. You <laughs> unfortunately aren't able to break. God, like Sacred is just fuming. E- Edith just sort of smiles and like, good rope. <laughs> <laughs> e- Edith's like a child. E- Edith, Edith's good rope. Good rope. E- Edith's the 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 adult child, dude. She loves her magical creations to death. And montage plays as we all put on our clothes and we get all I, done. I, I'm still trying to get out of the We just squeeze Sacred's cheeks. I, I, she tries to bite your fingers off. <laughs> she smacks her. <laughs> Edith walks into her room. It's like, time to get changed. She remembers she has to have her armor on to have an arm and a leg. She then walks out of her room. I'm ready. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So you all have gotten ready, and you begin to head out to town. What are you guys looking for? What are you specifically going to do? I am going to be looking for a map, food, and just any potential, like, maybe trouble. Because I'm curious. This is the city. Edith is sort of, like, just kind of taking in the city, looking at all the shops, trying to see if there's any interesting items in there. Items or interesting shops? Yes. All right. <laughs> um, and you, Sekria? I am just being dragged along. I've given up fighting. I'm just letting them drag me. Like, I'm not even standing anymore, man. All right. <laughs> we just, it it <laughs> takes a little bit longer than you guys are hoping for. So she's just bound by the arms as we just heave her across. <laughs> You're getting a lot of stares. I occasionally flip them off. I saw that, uh, the people Althea staring. Or, okay. The people staring. Okay. <laughs> that's that's how you keep the birth and no guards are coming. They're like, oh, okay. Yeah, they're just friends. They're just friends that <laughs> just are... Just friends tying up other friends yeah. and dragging them across the street. I mean, Don't they'd be flipping friends? them off if, you know, the, the, like, the other two girls. But, like, no, they're flipping us off, so... Obviously, they deserve the tie-up. So obviously, you just hear this conversation going around. We, we see these two people just talking yeah, to each uh-huh. other. Which you see them in front of this. You're not sure how you never noticed it during the day, you, Edith. You haven't been out on the night, right? Yeah, out out at night in a while. Yeah, she's been mostly staying in a room, just messing with her armor. So you. You also are shocked, but there's this very large 
very colorful building as mini fireworks are going off around it and magical lights are shimmering around it. There's basically a Vegas building in this very chill city and the neon electric letters spell out Faves Fantastical Fabulous Emporium. And next to it, you see a in drastically different context, a very dull, plain building that says, Dave's Worldwide Gifts. Okay, so I see pretty building. I want to go in pretty building. Uh, how are you guys feeling? Sacred, I don't really care what you have to say. I hate you. I love you too. Edith just kind of like looks between the two buildings and just trying to decide. She's like, colorful lights, mystery. Colorful lights. <gasps> okay. How about we go in mystery building and then we go colorful lights? I'm pretty sure it'll still be here. Obviously, I have no choice. All right, let's go. Let's do it. So you're going into Dave's worldwide gifts? Yes. All right, you all enter in and it seems to be a tailor shop of some kind, but there's very, like, think the most plain, boring, mono, monochromatic, monochromatic colored clothes ever. And there's just this bald elf, which with like this like dad bod, mind you, elves are known for their fairness and beauty. And it is extremely rare to see a full blown elf have not a not have a perfect physique. But here it is a balding elf with a dad bod. And he looks up to you all and says, Hi, welcome to Dave's Worldwide Gifts. I'm Dave. How can I be of assistance today? Hello, Dave. Hello. Um, I was wondering what you have in store for us. If there's anything we can buy. Everything here is for sale. Can I buy it at shop? <laughs> yes, you can. We're actually going bankrupt. Kind of rough. <laughs> it's it's a rough time right now. I could see you have some competition with Fabe. Do you have any? He's mm. my brother. Have you met him yet? He's kind of a douche. Oh, well, I'm still gonna go into his building. Do you have any uh, magical items? No, we sell clothes. Hey, you look tied up. You okay? Don't ask, buddy. Okay. I want to get her an, uh, the ugliest shirt that you have just to spite her and put it on her. I will rip you to shreds. He looks at his shirt and says, I've been wearing this for a couple days. I'll take it. All right. There's a couple shit stains on it. Exactly. Yes. Sigurd's <laughs> fighting. It's the worst one we got. I make high quality stuff, but I've been a little down recently. I will buy Why your shirt. Well, I'm going bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> and you just had to ask. <laughs> Don't open that wound, Edith. What is with you? <laughs> but why are you going bankrupt? Well, my brother's kind of got magical clothes, and he was always the favorite of the family. Oh, Dave. Althea uh, goes to hug him. Please don't. I smell like chicken. 
I love not chicken. like good chi- not like cooked chicken, like a chicken coop. Like like I've been sleeping in my brother's chicken coop for the past week. Okay, I'll take your shirt. Okay. Edith goes up goes up to Dave and just pats him on the head and says, "Good egg." <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> he takes off his shirt. He just takes it off. You just see this hairy body and just it's 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 the so it's pretty gross, but Athea it's just, just uncomfortable. Petting it. Please, no, please stop. <laughs> I'm not an animal. Uh, he grabs your hand and says, I'm going to have to ask you to leave if you don't stop petting me like a cow. I've been sleeping with cows, so I understand the confusion. What do you mean by sleeping? Like, I, I'm living in a farm barn because I'm bankrupt. Oh, hush, we got you a new shirt. Why are you going bankrupt, Dave? Because <laughs> my brother is pretty, pretty wild. I think know. I'm going to kill myself. I think that's... Wh- okay. Uh, and Althea takes the shirt. No, I'm fighting. Uh, I, I'm f- you have to pay me first. Just what do you One copper. Okay. And she. Can I fight her? I'm going to be able to eat. Yay. She gives him two more copper. As no. Gives it back to you. I'm bankrupt. I can't afford to pay you back. I, I don't want to be paid back. I already set the price. You can't. It's called owing a favor. I can't do it. I'll take a favor instead of payment back. Don't say that word. It has the same letters as my brother. He does not have an O. It's fave. Or an R. Or... Fave or uh, it child. He just begins. He just like sits down, <laughs> curls up in a ball, and starts Without clutching the. On. Yeah, start, starts. You notice he doesn't have pants on either. <laughs> oh I God. had to use the last of my pants to make a shirt. I'm bankrupt. And he goes and he curls over in the corner in his underwear. <laughs> Althea wishes him luck as they leave nope. the store. No. And Can I resist? She goes Can to- I resist? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and make the athletics or dexterity check. <laughs> Should he shirt? Should he shirt? Oh, fuck. What'd you get? What did you get? A 14 again with the same numbers. It's not gonna work. <laughs> Should he shirt? You are able to. Put the shirt on over the rope over. So her arms are tied down. So it's like, it's like an insane asylum straight jacket where it's just, you are just tied down in multiple layers and now you're smelling like shit. If I, if I were to teleport, would it come with me? Possibly. Can I try? Yes. Okay. I would like to try because I hate it here. All right. You teleport the rope and the shirt all of it together comes with you. Wait, what about Edith, who's holding the rope? My rope! So I, can <laughs> I run? I make a run for it. Do you do anything? I grab the end of the rope. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. How long can the rope be? 60 feet. Oh! <laughs> you extend it towards you and grab onto it as you... Ha, uh, wait, but can I like, try yanked. to drag him with me? Yes, now make the make an athletics check. You make an athletics check as well, or dexterity. Fuck! Right? It's whatever your athletics or or, uh, acrobatics check is. Okay. 19. 19? What'd you roll? 
What'd you roll, Sacred? A one. Did you roll a natural a one. one or two? <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. He got me, okay? All right. You. <laughs> Sacria is yanked backwards as you fall to the ground, falling face first into mud. Can I get a concussion so I just I don't have to be you conscious anymore? You fall unconscious. Thank God. So, okay. Do you guys... What do you, what does Althea and Edith do in this We drag moment? her corpse into Faith's point. Edith just kind of like hands Althea the rope and just like backs away very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Althea wraps her, like double wraps, so the shirt is there and then wraps the rope around her so the shirt is just on her unconscious oh, body, no. picks her up, slings her over her shoulder. Edith, would you like to go into Fave's Emporium? I'll stay in Dave's for a second. Okay. I'll follow you in. All right. All right. So we'll get we'll get to the fave. Yeah. Uh, what is what are you doing in Dave's? Wait. Okay. I have a question. How much yes. money do I start with? Uh. I think it's fifteen copper. Yeah, probably fifteen copper. As you enter back in, he's still sobbing on the floor. Hey, Dave. Yeah. So that shirt was one copper, correct? Uh huh. That's because it was the worst. How much would you say the entire inventory of your store would cost? Uh, he parts up 100 gold pieces. He just kind of like stares confused. I make quality shit. Edith kind of just like looks at, I will one day have your shirt or one of your shirts. All right. Are you not going to buy anything? What can, is there anything I get for 10 copper? Uh, Get my underwear and maybe some other shirts in the back. I'll pass for now. Okay. But Dave? Yes? I will come back for you. Uh, and I will have you. a shirt. I will get that good shit. You'll, you'll take all my shirts? Maybe. All right. I haven't decided yet. Okay. Dave, don't go bankrupt too soon. <laughs> oh, I don't know. My brother's really taking away a lot of my shit. Oh, that's why you're going bankrupt. Yeah. <laughs> Edith, Edith then walks out of the store. <laughs> did you have fun? Were you waiting for him? Yeah. Her? her? Yeah. yeah, I did. All right. Let's head into the Emporium. Okay. You guys enter up the, like, 12 stairs up to this big, big building. As you enter in, you see a marble floor. It is just pure white. And then there's streaks of rainbow everywhere. It is blinding with how brilliant it is. And then as you enter, there's a ding, 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 ding. And all of a sudden, in the center of the store, you hear a as fireworks begin going off. As music begins playing and a podium rises from the ground as a elf, slim in figure, beautiful and fair, long golden hair that is dyed in all parts of it with beautiful starry sunglasses and a cane with a flowing golden cape slams his cane down and says... Well, hello, darlings. He is my new favorite character. I love him. <laughs> How are you doing tonight? Hi, Fave. Fabulous. Thank you, Fave. 
Mm, you said the thing. <laughs> I think he likes the word fave. How are we? How? What? What can fave do for you? You're new around here. I haven't recognized your face, and I don't recognize yours. But I'd love if you became regulars. Don't question the body on my shoulders. Ooh, let me fix that with you. And he snaps his finger, and all of the stains and mud and dirt disappears as the shirt becomes radiantly white, whiter than it ever probably was before it was made. The rope, clean. The stench disappears. Sacred, you wake up feeling refreshed as you see this glowing figure in front of you. My eyes. Ah, yes, that's usually how people react. I am glorious after all. What, 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 can, what can I do for you all? Um, as he strikes a pose like the thinker, as his cane <laughs> is underneath him like a chair. Am I still in ropes? What? Yes. But you smell and look fantastic. Your hair, you, it looks like all the grime that you've been building all this time has disappeared. Like you are completely cleaned. And it's almost as if you he somehow, through magical means, put makeup on you and <laughs> did your hair. Just, I'm like, Seeker's just looking around super confused, but angry at the same time. Like, the fuck? Edith kind of, like, takes a quick peek just to, just to see if, like, her, like, burn sort of scar things have disappeared. They have not. She's like, mm. puts it back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, hi, Fave. Uh, we've come to take a look at your inventory and to see if you have anything for us. Oh, yes, my inventory. And he waves his hands. And you were you were so star-stricken by just the look of it, you didn't even realize there was nothing around. But as he waves his hands, podiums rise up as clothes racks and different like item frames and just all sorts of things appear around you all. As he says... Take a look. Let me know what I can do for you. <laughs> There's magical items. If you want a custom-made clothes, I can do that for you, too. Can I have a custom-made clothes? Ooh, what would you like? Um, A cape. A camel? A cape. Sorry, I couldn't hear you. You're, you're kind of far down there, darling. <laughs> I would like a cape. Oh, what what would you like on this cape? Or do you just want me to go with whatever I want? Creative liberty. Mm, all right. And he waves his hands and instantly a cape appears as there is a big golden flower on the back of it with purple or a purple cape on the back with a golden flower. And on the back side of the cape is just gold with flower petals falling down that are purple with a frilly collar. And he says, how about this? Seeker gags at the sight of it. Ooh, I love it! For you, how about this? And he uh, makes this very goth outfit. <laughs> Chains, black, ripped jeans, all this leather armor. Very goth, very hard rock. And Does she have a choker? Crazy. Yeah. Did you just stereotype me? Yes, I did. Was Fuck it a correct no. stereotype? Fuck no. And she's secretly dying inside, like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll just set this here. <laughs> she flips him off. He winks at you. Ugh. She gags. 
So um, Edith is sort of investigating all the magical items that he has in store, like she does. <laughs> Just kind of poking around. And then she eventually goes up to um, Fave and says, Tell me about Dave. Oh, my brother! Well, unfortunately, he's going bankrupt. <laughs> it's kind Why of is he going bankrupt? <laughs> it's kind of a sad <laughs> sight, really. It's because he's not... Mo- it's because he's not moving with the times. Like me. Obviously, people are going to want this shit. <laughs> he's got to learn some magic, darling. But why don't you help your brother out? You seem to be doing quite well off. I would, but he says no. He's mad at me for some reason. I don't know why. I could probably guess why. <laughs> I couldn't. <laughs> Now, do you want something or not? Hmm. She kind of just pokes a lamp and is just, nah, I'm good. All right. Now, about this cape. I love it. It's, it's you beautiful. Do. All right. So, this will get you. I'll, you can get this. I'll add some protection magic. Uh, that will run you about 200 gold pieces. What? What's the matter? I don't believe I have 200 Oh, well, that's a shame. And he waves his hands and it puffs into smoke. But maybe eventually I will have 200, so just save it for me. <laughs> well, I'll just make it again. Okay. <laughs> now, you, you goth girl that's you was so grimy. If you want this and decide to break out of your hard shell, you can have this for Sacred just glares at him. I see a fellow introvert. And I look at you. I feel my old self. She the glares even harder. Oh. Faves Scouting. a goth chick? <laughs> Fave was everything, darling. And he winks at you as well. Um, Edith sort of double winks. She doesn't understand she winking. Blinks. <laughs> she blinks. She blinks with two eyes. <laughs> it's like one is slightly delayed after the other, so it's like... <laughs> it's a struggle. <laughs> it's like it's like how uh, the toys in Toy Story always blink one eye after the other. <laughs> that is a terrifying fact I wish it you is. didn't know. It is. It's, if Why you guys you... ever watch it, you'll notice it now. Why do you know that? I saw it on an Instagram post. Hi, I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> but he does kind of push over the clothes towards you. No, you don't have to be rude. You can just say no. I already did. No, but you did it rudely. No what means no, like? man. Nothing from you. All righty. Feisty ones, eh? And he waves his hands and the clothes disappear into smoke as well. Anyways, uh, I'll see you all later when you have a little bit more coin. And he, with big flourish, disappears into his cloak as he just goes away. That is a fruity man. I like him. (laughs) Can we go home now? Yes, but we're still going to have you tied up. (laughs) Edith, how is this? This This is a good bonding experience. Edith's just kind of thinking. How did he do all this magic? Was it some sort of illusion magic or was he actually creating the things out of thin air? I don't think it's that deep. 
We should come back and research this more. Yes, we should. I agree. Other than that, we've had a busy night. Let's go home. As you guys head home, you get your night's rest. And we're going to skip ahead a couple of weeks. As one night, as you all are getting ready for bed, eating your dinner, hanging out. You've got accustomed to everything here. Eventually, you hear a knocking on your door. And when you go to open it, you see Michael there. He is wearing this robe, almost uh, monk-esque, as he looks to you and says, Um, hello everyone, uh, it's me, Michael the intern! Um, the boss sent me here to tell you all that he needs to speak to you all tomorrow morning. It seems your time for a mission has come. Um... That's it. Pack your bags. It's going to be a trip. Uh, yeah, that's all he sent. Uh, have a good night. See you all later. Goodbye, Michael. Uh, Bye, goodbye, Michael. Edith. Um, goodbye, guys. And he leaves. As night falls, you all go to sleep a little bit more anxious. As you've gotten more accustomed and comfortable, you kind of had forgotten about this part of the job. Edith, you specifically are a little bit more nervous. The last job you went on killed, well, your entire team. Lost these cameras. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and when you all wake up, you head down to the office where you see Chief Warren waiting with another man next to him. A... a Older human man, maybe in his late 40s. Uh, Warren says to you all, uh, Thank you all for coming. I hope that you have all been able to get comfortable and used to your situation here. But like I said, we are very swamped with missions right now. Ev all across the Hunter's Guild. So we need to do our fair share. I tried to give you guys time to relax. But it's time. This, and he points to the man, is Alexander. He is an ambassador from the Corivus realm. Alexander, take it away. And Alexander steps up and says, Yes, hello. My name is Alexander. I am an ambassador from the Corivus realm. Uh, more specifically, I... Um, in charge of a sanctuary. Um, all across the world there are sanctuaries, nature's preserves, that uh, hold creatures or monsters uh, or even people that want to embrace the old traditions. And I am one such curator. There's been an accident. Um, there was a massacre in one of these sanctuaries. A group of goblins... From what we know, a group of goblins has come and murdered a group of uh, tourists. We need you all to figure out what is going on and why it is happening. Uh, I myself will escort you all to the sanctuary in the Caribbean realm and you all will be in charge of tracking down these goblins and 
dealing with them in whichever way suits you best. I hope I am able to trust you all and we are able to safely deal with this without any more casualties. As Warren stands up and says, Yes, um, this is your mission. Do not take it lightly. This could mean life or death for some people. Good luck, Team Seven. I wish you all the best. As he points down, he's, uh, he points to a hallway. He says, that hallway will take you to the train station, which in a couple of days, uh, if you continue with the train, it will take you to the Corivus realm, where your mission begins. Again, I wish you all the best of luck. Thank you, sir. Alexander says, yes, thank you so much, Chief Warren. Uh, I will escort them now. Please follow me. And he takes you down to the train and you begin heading out at the crack of dawn as your first mission begins. <laughs> <laughs>